welcome to our special episode, Booze. We're here with episode 37. Do you want to tell them? And this is a very unique one because it's all dedicated to the stories you guys have sent us. Yes. It is a listener story episode. Yes. Each of us are going to go ahead and read an episode that was sent. I'm sorry, not an episode. (laughs) A story that was sent to us. And we appreciate it. So I hope this motivates you guys to send more ghost stories our way so we can read it on a future show. Right. Because I know um, part of the reason that we didn't share everything was because we try to do themes every week, but it wasn't working. So here we go. I think everybody had deserved their, their, their story to be shared. So I think uh, Cindy is up first. I am. But before that, let me tell you. Um, so it's been pretty quiet around this house lately, but Chris has been getting on me because he's saying that I'm leaving the washer top open, Uh huh. you know, and I know I'm not, I'm not leaving the washer top open. I'm not mm-hmm. leaving the dryer door open, which he's also accusing me. Dang. And we were talking about this today, right? And I'm like, because I was like, I'm going to go do laundry before we take Will on a walk. Uh, and he's like, yeah, make sure you don't leave the washer door open, the dryer door open, blah, blah. And I'm like, I ain't doing that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and but in my head, I'm like, maybe I did. But whatever. So I go downstairs right after having this conversation. And I put a load in, put something to dry. I like slam the dryer door. Uh-huh. I'm like, as I'm putting down the washer top down, I'm like this fool. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to do the laundry. I've been doing laundry since, you know, sixth grade, basically. And then we go out and we take Lola on a walk, right? I come back. The washer top is open. Shut up. And it's, and it's three-fourths of a cycle. Not like. In the beginning of the cycle, and my dumbass left it open or something in the yeah. second, and it didn't do it. No, three fourths of a cycle. It was on spin. If if I had left this open, it would have never continued. Like even started. Do- yeah. Damn. So I was like, oh hell no! I was like, Chris, 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 and he's like, put okay, go ahead and put the um, voice box, whatever, and the. You know, the pod, whatever. We, we put it on there. I was like, listen, ghost, I'm done. I'm done Rem with you. I, what, yeah. I'm like, REM pod. I'm like, if there's something here, come through. Also, I only did it for a couple of minutes or whatever. But I was like, I'm done with you guys. I'm tired. Tired of this shit. Anyway, that's my story. They're messing with us. Honestly, I'd be more mad about the freaking load not being washed properly. Like, you'd have to wait even longer for your clothes to wash. And then to, to be stinky. Right, exactly. Like, oh, I- let me tell you what's happening. And this is like very, very frustrating. So we we went back one time and the because the dryer door wasn't open, the clothes was wet. Ugh. Or it was and open. So like it was open. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was open and it was the, the, the dryer was wet. So by the time we got to it, it was like a little stinky. So I have uh. to put it back in the washer. I was like, y'all. Are messing with my bills. Yeah. My energy bill, my water bill. I need you to stop. I so, thought we answer some ghosts up in there. I know. I Miss, like, listen. First of all, you saying there's not but there's not much going on. Uh really? Because that's kind of a lot. 
Just with yeah. them messing with the wash and dryer? How long has that been going on for? I'm angry. Um, Probably like a week. Oh, hell no. Yeah. I'd be mad. Anyway. So let me transition to one of our booze stories. Do we want to introduce ourselves first? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cindy. I'm Gabriella. I'm Andrea. And we are Haunted Haunted Manas. Okay. So this story is called Paranormal Experiences. And this is from Arbu Amelia. She said, hi, ladies. I saw your request for stories on Need a Guest Facebook page. I'm Julie from This Is Not For You podcast. I've got a few other stories, so if you want more, I'd be happy to send you some others. None of these are scary, but they can be a little spooky and still interesting. The first experiences I'll share are from before I was born. But my mom, Liana, but she goes by Lee, has always claimed to be sensitive. Staying in the house her grandmother lived in before passing away, she always felt the woman's overbearing presence and felt she was being watched most of the time. The old lady was not a warm, bake-your-cookies grandma. My mom is a devout Catholic, same bruh, (laughs) but knew there were other spirits around us. My dad's mother, whom everyone called Nama, died just three days before my sister was born. Several months later, my mom had put her down for a nap in the bedroom. They had some family over visiting, and she got up to check on the baby. As she looked into the room, she saw my dad's mom standing next to the crib, checking on the grandmother she never met. On the grand, checking on the granddaughter she never met. My my mom went back out to everyone else and told my dad to go check on the baby as well to see if she was imagining things. When they got back into the room, Nama was gone, but the room was ice cold. Throughout the years, Nama would appear to my mom many times in dreams. And one, she was holding a stack of papers and said her husband has messed up some important financial paperwork and that Lee needed to go fix it before he lost everything. My mom went to check the next day and Nama was right. Several years later, my mom was sick with what she assumed was the flu. Nama came to her in a dream and told her, no, you're pregnant with my next grandbaby. My mom was adamant in the dream she was not, and she was 39 at the time and wasn't trying for her baby at that age. Pregnancy tests determined Nama really knew her stuff and apparently still in everyone's business, even in the afterlife. This last part is my own experience, but ties in. When I was three, I woke up from a nap to tell my parents that I was sleeping. I had walked up some really high steps and got to talk to Grammy Guelma. My parents looked at each other in shock and said, "You you mean Guelma? Yeah, that's it. Guelma was Nama's first name that my parents never said out loud. She was only referred to as Nama. So I had never heard her real name before. I don't know much about her, but I know she was a strong-willed Southern woman. So even though my mom was much closer to her own family, it seems that Nama booted them out of the way to get her important points across. I love your podcast, and I'm glad you posted on the Facebook page so I could find it. Maybe someday we can collaborate in the future, even though our podcast is reading funny reviews of movies from IMDb. Paranormal and true crime is my shit. <laughs> Good luck it. with your show. I'm currently on episode three, slowly working through, so I can't wait to hear the most. The rest. 
I love that a fo- fellow podcaster send us a story. I know. I appreciate it so much. It makes me feel like special that they would do that for us. Everyone go check out their podcast. This is not for you podcasts. You can find them on Spotify. And uh, I've checked out a couple of their episodes. They are funny. I definitely recommend it. Thanks so much. I love that connection with your abuela. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a strong Catholic Southern woman. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. I wouldn't it. want to mess with her. Very good story. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. It was really nice. Do you want to share your second story, Cindy? Okay. So shout out to our other boo, Elsie, who sent us the story uh, named My Haunted Vacation Home. Ooh. All right. Hello, ladies. I wanted to reach out in case you are interested in learning about a house I bought last year without being told it was haunted. Oh, hell no. I'd be angry. That's anyway, why I always say you got to do research before. Uh, I researched before uh, we bought this house, and I uh, didn't find anything. Well. <laughs> well, <Damn. laughs> obviously. <laughs> All right, going back. I'm an empath, but I didn't realize it until it was too late in the sale. Final walkthrough. I bought it to be a long-term rental, but had to pivot when my first tenant lasted only three months. So I have turned it into a short-term rental slash vacation rental. There's at least one portal in the house, but luckily nothing malevolent is around. I also bought a mirror that seems to also have a lease and attachment if it is not also a portal. This is a full house with children. Only one child died in the home, so not sure where the rest came from. Men and women, including a husband and wife, their daughter and her husband, who all died at reasonable ages. The house was a gambling hall slash saloon up until the mid-50s when the state came and shut down all of the brothels and gambling parlors in town. And at the time, the chief of police was my spirit's brother. The house is rumored to have been a brothel, and according to some research I have done, this seems a great possibility in the 1870s till 1890s. The people who owned it from the 1920s until the 90s, the whole family, were shady and had criminal past. Mm. There were a few murders there between the boarding house and the saloon, and other unknown or traumatic traumatic deaths occurred. Mining deaths, drownings, etc., you can find all sorts of stuff, especially on my Facebook page at Bethany's Home Sweet Haunted Home. <laughs> Feel Cute. free to reach out to me. She left us our, she left her phone number. Um, this was last summer she sent us in July. I definitely think that we should reach out to her. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I would me? love to know like where this is located. Because imagine if it was close, I'd be happy well, to go we, check it out. You can always check it out on the Facebook and see what's going on and where it is at and stuff. Yeah, Everybody definitely. else can do it as well. I was kind of confused because she was saying like, <laughs> it was like the the husband, wife, and daughter, children, and the daughter's husband. I was like, the family yeah, tree? Yeah, it sounds like it's layers yes. of like, fa- like it yeah. was, it was, generational and it's wealth. like and the chief was the <laughs> brother hunting. and i'm like i can't the, the family tree my mind was kind of just like going trying to figure it out and put it together but it, that sounds like oh yeah whole like generations up in there i mean that's yeah. kind of cute though that's intense as long as they're not like negative or do anything mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Especially because it was shady and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that we have Joe's story here that Nana is going to share. Yes. Our bro, Joe. I wanted to save Joe for last because the best for last. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to do this. No, you can. I I was just, I just saw the lineup and I was like, oh, Joe. The lineup. I know. (laughs) Exciting. So the first story is Mikasa's story. Please excuse me for my mispronunciation, Faya. And the story goes like this. One night, me and my best friend uh, were joyriding, looking for something to get into. Living in a small, sleepy town, we knew there wasn't much going on, so we just kept riding. It was around 10 p.m. on a Saturday night when we saw her, the woman in white. We didn't think much about her at first because there was a lot of familiar addicts around town, but we never saw her before. We rode around a few more times, and each time we ran into her. I was in the passenger side, so the lady was on my side. I told my best friend to slow down so I could get a better look at her. Once we got close enough to see, we stopped. She stopped and turned around real slow. We were face to face. Her eyes were pitch black. Her hair was white as snow, and she was wearing a loose sheet that we mistook as a hospital gown. It was cold outside, and she was barefoot. We knew she wasn't human. All I could say to my friend was, drive, drive, drive. We drove off scared. We went to pick up our other friend and told him about our encounter. My friend did not believe us until he saw her for himself. We were trying to figure out who she was on our way to the local diner. When we got to the diner, which is about two miles from the street we were riding on, we saw her walking towards the diner. We all started freaking out, asking how the hell did she get here that fast? She looked old and frail. How is she appearing everywhere we are? We kept riding, and she kept appearing everywhere we went. Daybreak came, and she disappeared. Vanished. People did not believe us when we told them about our strange encounter. What made the night even bizarre is the fact we were the only ones out that night, so no one else saw her. Fast forward to two months later, I moved to the city and logged into Facebook and saw a post about our friend we picked up. He died. My Mm. best friend and I came to the conclusion that we saw the angel of death. (gasps) Rest in peace, Mel. Thank you for taking the time to read my story. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. May he rest in peace. I'm so sorry for your friend. Yeah. R.I.P. Send a prayer for your friend. Um, May he rest in peace. Sorry. So sorry that happened to you and um, to his family and friends and loved ones. Um, what's crazy to me, two things. First of all, I don't like the fact that this lady in white was barefoot. That makes it even more creepy somehow. Um, especially cause I feel like when, when we hear as for, at least for me, when I hear stories of lady in white, I don't necessarily hear about her being barefoot. I feel like that's kind of like a new one for me. And that just like makes it creepy because I just imagine her with like long wrinkly toes and long toenails. It's really gross. And and also they were out all night until daybreak. God bless you because we tried in Gettysburg. Right. (laughs) We were dying at two. Yes. (laughs) We still had another hour. I know. I was like, God dang. 
I it's interesting she said daybreak came and she disappeared, vanished. So, like, maybe she's a lady of the night in white. I mean, aren't they all usually? That's, oh. I mean, it's the when spirits are most active, honestly. It's nighttime. Yeah. It's always a lady at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> creepy ass. I'm so sad about her friend. I'm so sorry. Um, so it's pronounced Mikasa. That's how Mikasa. Well, I mean, it's M E C A H dash S U H. So I think, yeah, I think you you did say it right. Yeah, because I did a okay. I did a Google search and made sure I, I would have too. pronunciation <laughs> of Google search. So yeah, I was like, okay, I knew I was right. Yeah, she's like, I, it's pronounced and. That was the scariest night of my life. I bet that would be the scariest night of my life, Mikasa. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Yeah, thank you again. Really appreciate it. So next up is Joe's story. And this is Joe Foster from Paranormal Connection. So booze, please check him out on, I know he's on Instagram, what other social media uh, I believe. I guys. believe Facebook. Nana, go ahead. Hello, you three. It's been some time since our talk. Ah, oh, Joe, it has. I know. Thank you so much oh. for reaching out to us. Um, yes, I still listen to the show and enjoy every new episode. I have a story to share that has happened a few months back, and I'm just now ready to talk about it. It has taken me a few days to even type this up due to the fact that every time I think about what happened, my skin is covered in chills Ooh. and it feels like something is watching me. So let's begin. This has been a few months back. I'm always the last one to bed. Read, then my wife, and finally me. This night, I had a very surreal experience while sleeping. It was one of, the, it was one of those dreams that you think you have woken up, but you find out later that you're still dreaming. So in my dream, I wake up and get out of bed, and as I walk into the living room, I start feeling very... You start feeling very hot and confined. We have a wall of crosses as you walk out of the room right before the living room, and every one of them were either on the floor or <gasps> flipped upside down. Oh my, god. <gasps> oh my god. At this point in time, we have started keeping fish and have a 55-gallon tank. The tank is extremely heavy, but it was halfway off the stand. I speak it all. I can't speak... Sorry, I'm so flabbergasted. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't, wow. I can't speak at all and start hearing this deep girdle growl. Hair stands completely up at this point. I can't move either now on top or still not being able to speak. I never see anything either. This is when it starts to get emotional for me. As I feel completely helpless, I start to cry. But I remember hearing from your podcast to say Jesus Christ three times. I just can't say it. It's like something keeping my mouth glued shut as the growling keeps growing from behind and the feeling of impression increasing. I feel like I'm fighting for my life from something unseen when I'm finally able to say something. But it doesn't help. (gasps) The only thing I was able to squeeze out was, you don't belong here. Oh, my God. At this point, I can feel a hot breath on my neck as the growling continues, as well as long, hooked fingers going around my head. Oh, my God. My bawling 
I'm bawling my eyes out at this point, still struggling to say the only phrase that will keep me safe. I'm finally able to stumble the word Jesus out of my mouth and my hands start squeezing. Then I say Christ. After that, it became a little easier to say and I just kept keep I just keep repeating it over and over. I'm woken up by my wife. I'm covered in sweat and I have a headache. She asked if I was having a nightmare because I was crying. She recorded it even, and sure enough, I was. I told her about it, but left out most. I didn't want her to freak out too much. Told her I just got done watching Ghost Adventures. I didn't sleep the rest of the night and stayed up praying in silence. It hasn't happened since, but even as I type this, I'm getting chills and feel that gaze on my back again. Oh my gosh. End of story. Oh my goodness. I know exactly how he feels. And that's mm-hmm. crazy that he remembered, you know, the whole Jesus, Jesus Christ three yeah. times. Yes. Oh, God. He still has um, one more uh, thing he was saying, guys. So, one moment. Um, so, yes, that was the end of the story. That, I think, covers it, though. I don't run my show anymore. But after this, I almost feel inclined to start it again. People need to know this stuff is real and it leaves a lasting mark on you. Mm-hmm. I hope that this doesn't cause a reoccurrence. I can do without another dream like that, <laughs> right. whether it was just a nightmare or something more evil. Both are terrifying. So as I close, I'd like for you to send some positive thoughts my way, please. It might seem silly, but I feel like I could use them. Thank you. Aw, Joe. Of course, Joe. Of course, Joe. I'm sending all the positive thoughts All the positive thoughts, all my prayers, of course. And I know that when he sent this email, he had said he stopped the podcast, but he actually did restart it. So you booze know, please go check him out. Um, And again, sending prayers to you and yes. your family and everybody's good health and safety and mental health and safety as well. And may God continue to watch over you guys. And I know it was this just is, a dream, but geez. This is a real thing. Every paranormal podcast that I have ever listened to has had some sort of experience with spirituality. And each time the hosts have questioned whether or not they should continue with you know, podcast yeah. and recording because, you know, we do put ourselves out there and it's not that we want, not, you know, I, I mean, I can speak for some, uh, you know, some of the, the hosts that I, I listen to from mm-hmm. other podcasts and it's not like they, they don't, they don't want to experience any, any evilness in their life. Course, you know, does. it's very, very scary. It's very, very real. And I know we are putting ourselves out there in a certain way by sharing stories, but you know, we 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 try to think positive thoughts and we want to entertain and we 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 have such enjoyment doing this uh because you know we're into the paranormal, but the moment something like this occurs, it's very, very scary and very, very, very real for us. Yep. So Joe, I appreciate you sharing that with us and sending prayers your way always and we love you very much yes thank you yes, Joe. appreciate so you since day one again booze please check out joe again at paranormal connections amazing stuff and also just to be sweet and nice because we're all sweet and nice here and positive mm-hmm. vibes if you guys could send a prayer to joe as well yes for safety <laughs> good nana very good 
Thanks Very for sharing this. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and share my stories now. So my first story is from Lynn, and the subject is Need a Guest slash Ghost Story. So Lynn says, this is more of a spirit story than a ghost story, so I hope that's okay. Anything is okay, Lynn. Flashback to 2005 for one of my favorite stories from my personal experiences. My mom passed away in mid-November of 2005. A few days later, a sound woke me up at 6 a.m. Standing at my bedroom door was the shadow of a woman. Her hand rested on the door handle. She was leaning in as if taking a peek. I laid still watching her subtle movements while triple checking that I was wide awake. My 10-year-old son was sleeping in my bed. I had painted his room the day before and it would have triggered his asthma. He rustled so I turned toward him. When I turned back, the woman was gone. He got up and walked out the door. He looked in his sister's room and downstairs, then came back in. I asked him why he got up and he said that he thought he saw someone standing at the door but quickly shrugged it off as his imagination and went back to sleep. Later that morning, my son and I were chatting in his room. And missed video game and Pokemon talk, he suddenly asked if I thought that might have been grandma. Maybe. What would make you think that? I said. He said that he smelled her perfume when in the hallway. He also told me that he wanted his room painted green because it was my mom's favorite color. He was hoping she noticed and liked it. While we were talking about her, I could hear my husband rummaging around in the kitchen cupboard. He came running upstairs with a talking pedometer. My mom had given this to me months before, and I never used it. I left it in the box and put it in the cupboard. The, po- <clears throat> the pedometer was saying, it is 6 a.m., it is 6 a.m., repeatedly in a woman's voice. That's the exact time that the shadow showed up. My son's face lit up. See, it was grandma. He was so happy that she came to visit. Her visit and his joy made me smile. Have a great day and thank you for reading. Kindly, Lynn. So sweet. And this is such a heartfelt little story that the grandma just came to visit. Well, her mom came to visit um, and that the son immediately knew that was his grandma. It's very similar to my first story where, you know, the grandma came mm-hmm. back to, to visit and and show her presence. <laughs> yeah. Um, I laugh. I mean, inside I, I, I chuckled because our great grandma, and I've said this before, but she's <laughs> like, when I die, I'm coming back <laughs> to mm-hmm. haunt you guys. And I'm like, I'm so grateful you did it. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't imagine uh, you know, losing a loved one, having them come back in a spirit form. I know. I, yeah. It's, I would, I don't know. I, obviously our instincts would be to freak out, but. Yeah. I think I would just be very emotional. Like if I was to like, Oh yeah. Like, no, like if mom, you know, God forbid, you know, knock on wood, that again? away and her spirit comes, you know, to communicate with me or I smell her perfume. Coco Chanel. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, um, my perfume. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Number four. I would freak out if I saw mom and my door. I would freak out too. That's the thing because your initial reaction about about this type of thing of seeing a spirit is to freak out. It scares you because it's unnatural. I feel like the most haunting thing about like one of our parents is dad's ankles cracking. cracking. 
Yep. Oh my God. When he would walk Abrella up and down the hallway and his ankles would crack as he was like turning around and, and you know, going down the hallway. We don't, 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 hear it. You don't need his spirit to hear that. I just need to hear myself walk. All right. Me too, actually. <laughs> but thank you again, Lynn, for sending us that awesome story. I am glad that you were confident in, in sharing that with us. So thank you. Thank y'all. Ew. Thank y'all. <laughs> thank you. All right. So this next story is from Daniel, and the subject is a story for my soon-to-be-released book. I'm not the best of writers, but here is a story written in its rough draft for a book I have written that is being edited right now. Just before I found out I am a medium, I was having more than the usual encounters with spirit. I had been seeing them my entire life. I just didn't know why. But at this time in my life, it got really strange. Although it was for a reason I know now of, at the time it was happening, it was very frightening. I tried looking around on some of the ghost hunter sites and eventually found a few different message boards pertaining to spirit, ghosts, and other supernatural sightings. I found some of the material interesting, but nonetheless, none of it was going to help us in our situation. There were more of the ghost hunter types of people, and no one could really help us. There were no definitive answers to be found in this manner. I eventually spoke with someone from a paranormal group. After talking over the particulars of what they would be doing, I had finally felt like we were going to get some help. When they showed up in their van with their logo on the side, all I could think of was, I do not want to be this kind of famous. The people who now live around me are going to think that they are living next to something strange. Although they are living next to someone strange, I did not want them to know about it. It was a group of four people, each with a different job. One guy walked with the Bible in his hand. Another guy was setting up the equipment. A lady was taking pictures with a digital camera, and the other guy had a video camera. They were setting up these devices that looked like small boxes with a light on top and a wire sticking out of it. I asked what they were, and one of the guys said they detect static electricity, stating the ghost emanated, and when they are nearby, it will set these off like an alarm. He rubbed his hand on a chair, then waved his hand above them and one lit up. I said, well, okay. They set up all kinds of gadgets, of which I had no idea what they were for, unless I asked about it. When they were finished setting up, we walked around the house while I was taking them through each room of the floor and floor of the house. That is when everything started to happen. They asked me where I saw most of the activity. I said I see a lot in the bedroom, but not just there. I experienced things throughout the entire house. I started to walk in the bedroom and immediately... Every one of those little boxes lit up as I walked past, making noises. I turned around to see, and the team just stood still with their mouths open wide. I said, what is up? I said, what is up with that? As they all looked at me. They really did not have much to say. They came into the bedroom and looked around. The camera guy said he felt drawn to the walk-in closet. I told him I have seen several large shadows walk out of there. He asked what I meant by walked. I said they are walking out like people, but in shadow form. When they started to head out of the bedroom, they let me lead the way, and as I walked out the door, again, every one of those boxes lit up making noises. The team stopped in their tracks once again as I turned to look at them. This time I asked, what is going on? They said they have never seen so many of the boxes light up at one time. 
One of the members asked if we could stop for a moment so he could go and get more of them to place all over the house. He then came back in and started sending a few more in each room. Every room I walked into, they all just lit up. While we were walking from room to room, the woman with the camera was snapping pictures. By the time we had gotten back to the living room, she was pointing at the camera and showing it to one of the other members. I walked over and asked what she was pointing to. She said she's not supposed to show me until the big reveal, but she said you have got to see this. She had shown me a picture of a team member, then one of me standing next to him. Surrounding me in that photo were 10 to 15 light orbs. They were only seen in picture of or with me. The team seemed to have the same reaction that they had where they said they've never seen so many at one time in one place. They wanted to go down into the basement. Neither my wife nor I ever felt comfortable going down there since me seeing the dark man incident. Everyone followed me down the steps and into the room. Everyone complained of a heaviness feeling in the room. I walked around while the video guy followed me. I had walked up to a mirror that was leaning against a wall, then I walked away. The leader asked me to walk back into the front of the mirror because he thought he saw something. I did. I stopped in front of it and the mirror began to vibrate. Again, this was something else they could not explain. We then walked into a back storage room. Being in this completely dark room, they wanted to try an experiment. The leader said to turn all their equipment off and turn out the lights. He then said out loud, is there anyone here in the room with us? There was a sound of three knocks from above us. To test that question, they asked again, and the same three knocks happened. Just after that, a light turned on coming from the floor. It's a carpeted floor with no lights on it. Each member asked if anyone turned on a light, and we all answered no. One walked over to the light switch to turn the room lighting back on. They all looked around to where a light may have been, but I assured them that there were no lights on the floor anywhere in the house. We decided to go back upstairs. The team leader said he wanted to try one more thing. He opened a case that had an instrument, what he called an ovulus, also known as a spirit box. I asked what it did, and he said that it once turned on, it allows energy to come into it from spirits and converts it into words. Since I was seeing so much activity in the bedroom, they asked if I would go in. They wanted me to turn out the lights and act as if I were going to sleep. I walked into the bedroom and again, all the little light boxes lit up and made noises. I laid down in the bed and I turned out the lights. Approximately 10 minutes later, two of the team members entered the room with the spirit box and turned it on. It immediately started speaking words like Helen, Paul, Michael, and Wendy. It then said unique, special, energy, and light. One of the team members started asking questions. He said, are you here to harm Daniel? Then it spoke in full sentences and said, We love Daniel. We love his light. Daniel is special. Daniel is the light. I thought to myself, why did it say I am the light? Then the word road was said. A second later, we all heard a car go past the house. They went on to ask more questions. He asked, Why are you here? And this the and the response was immediate, saying, We are here for his energy. We are here for his light. We want him to help us. This back and forth conversation went on for approximately 10 minutes. After a lack of response for the next few minutes, the two team, the two team members went back out to the living room to speak with the other members. I waited a few minutes, then also went out. When I got out there, I saw my wife standing off to the side while the team talked in a huddle. I said to them, that was interesting. They said they were not too sure of what had just taken place. 
although nothing came through that seems harmful, but they still needed to make sense of it all. They seemed to be puzzled as they said they had never had this machine talk in complete sentences. One of the guys who was in the room said, we were having an intelligent conversation with whom, with whomever was in the room with us. They said they felt there were many different entities speaking to them. The one woman said she had still been shaking from the experience. I asked, so what does all this mean? The team leader said, at this point, we don't want to make any assumptions until they've gone through all the evidence. They said, once they have done that, they will contact us and come back with what they have revealed. Both my wife and I asked what we are supposed to do until then. The leader did say that he did not feel as though anyone was here trying to harm us. He asked what religion I am, and I replied that I am Catholic. He said, well, if something were to happen, he would leave us with a small Bible and a bottle of, ho a bottle of holy water. He told us some prayers to recite and spray the holy water in case we felt threatened. They then packed up all their gear and left. Before leaving, he said it would be about two weeks and he would call and set up a time and day to come by and tell what they have found. Even after they left, both my wife and I talked about all we had witnessed that night and knew they would come up with the same things. We waited for two weeks and did not get a call back, so instead I reached out to them. It took a few calls on separate occasions to finally get through. When I was finally able to speak with the team leader, I did not get the news I was looking for. He told me there was not going to be a big reveal. He told me none of the team wanted to come back to my home. He told me they were too scared to come back. I asked him what he meant by that. He said that they had never gotten so much info from just one house. He said that they do not even get that much evidence for 10 homes combined. He said it, it scared the team so much they do not want to come back into our home. I told him that it's ridiculous. You're supposed to be the professionals. This is what you do. I asked if you can just tell me over the phone something, anything that can help us. He said he didn't know how to move forward at any point. He said the team had broken up after coming to our house. I said that maybe you should rethink about being in this business before you do this again for someone else. Thank you, Daniel, for sharing that with us. I, I oh, want to see... Yeah. Yeah, I want to see if I can find the book um, and get it. I'd love to leave a uh, rate and review. Yeah, see where we can. I just feel that. honored that an author shared their story with us. But, little old us. Author. Little old us. <laughs> but that's, the, the I can't. That's weird because usually when you hear a, like, um, like spiritual activity going on in your home, you would think negatively. But the fact that these spirits came out and said like we want to be around daniel because of his light and his energy is crazy even daniel was like why do i have a light yeah he was he was confused obviously but it is an honor but i really really appreciate you sharing that with us thank you so much that's yeah, amazing thank you so much meanwhile my ghosts are just trying to they hate you prevent me from doing laundry laundry they said this woman needs to stop but that's it, booze. Feel free to follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can find us at Haunted and Manas Podcast. Please email us your ghost stories at Haunted and Manas Podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review. And review. Yes. Yes, please. We want to hear your feedback. We would love to see, you know, what you guys like, you know, enjoy about our podcast and where we could um 
you know, improve. But even when you're giving us advice on how to improve, still leave us a five star thing. Yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> only five stars. And also there's a couple of stories we got from um, other podcasters that we read tonight. So feel free to check them out and give them love as well. Uh, when you rate and review all of us, it just gives uh, an opportunity for new listeners to to locate us for new um, so yeah we appreciate it and that's it we will see y'all the next episode bye 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 adios y, y bye, bye con dios, dios.